Welcome to the Pioneer Theater Podcast. I'm Matthew Ivan Bennett. Today I sit down with David Ivers, director of King Charles III, opening Friday, March 24th, and playing through April 8th. The playwright, Mike Bartlett, describes it as a future history play and wrote it like a Shakespeare. Meter dialogue, five acts, and loads of subversive humor. But the situation is totally contemporary. Queen Elizabeth dies, Prince Charles becomes king, but is not content to be merely an ornament of the British government. Here's me and David Ivers with more. King Charles III is a 21st century play, but in iambic pentameter, which is scary to some. What say you to that? I say it's as scary as the human heartbeat, because the human heartbeat is in iambic pentameter. Unstressed, stressed, unstressed, stressed, unstressed, stressed. So actually, there have been a lot of studies done on this. We typically, if you were to speak your sentences and write them, you'd find that you're actually pretty close to that pattern, iambic pentameter. But I think what Bartlett's done, the playwright of King Charles III, is he has written mostly in an, an iambic pentameter in this play, King Charles III, but he has done it in such a colloquial way uh, and in a less intimidating way because it deals, the language deals with current issues. So words like Botox are in the play (laughs) as opposed to perhaps um, beggarly or something else, you know. Uh, And and because of that, I think uh, it's a really masterful stroke of writing. Being a veteran actor and director in the Shakespearean tradition, how did you first react to King Charles III when you read it or saw it? Well, I, I actually first reacted to, to the, the... At one point, there was an ad line or a tagline that Bartlett was out saying it's, the, it's a future history play. And, you know, Shakespeare geek was like, well, that's, that sounds fascinating, you know? Then I got a copy of it, and I, I really... It was jaw-dropping to me uh, and became increasingly so. The first read, like the first read of you know, a history play of Shakespeare's is is thick. This I didn't find as thick, but I, I, I was I was immediately drawn in and then had to go back three or four pages and say, wait, did that just did that just happen the way I thought it happened with Stevens, uh, who's the leader of the opposition, or the Prime Minister and how his position relates to the king. Um, and I just I found it so compelling, swift, clear, a as I've said before, wonderful fractured look at people we think we know in the royal family of course Camilla uh, Prince Charles who's King Charles in the play uh, William Harry Kate there's even a a suitably appropriate strong and wonderful girlfriend of Harry's that appears in the play you know Uh, and so all of those things mixed with the giant what if this were to happen makes it I think a really compelling play and I was really taken with it. How does your approach to this piece compare to your usual directing plan for a five-act Shakespeare? Uh, no different. Uh, no, my, my approach to this um, is no different to my, what my approach to Hamlet would be, what my approach to uh, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown would be. My approach is always, what does the text of the play tell us? How do we unearth the heartbeat of the story through the character-driven action of the play is. That's always what I'm looking at. There's a lot of what I call detective work. Uh, the great thing about Bartlett's play, 
like Shakespeare, which makes it actually in some ways easier to do that detective work, is typically what characters are doing are on the line. They're not subtextually driven. They actually speak. That's the, that's the construct of a soliloquy or a monologue, as you know. Soliloquy is all about an act, uh, a character and an actor being aware that this character is telling the truth now, alone. Um, and so because Bartlett wrote like Shakespeare, all, all of that information I am lining up with the way I look at other work, which is what's happening on the line? What does this character say about another character? What's the credibility of the character that, <laughs> that's saying something about the other character? Uh, and how, do, how does it line up in terms of the overall arc of conflict, action, falling action, those kinds of things? Where is the passion for you right now in directing? Not necessarily in this piece, but overall. It's in my spleen. That's a Shakespearean <laughs> answer. <laughs> I, 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 I can tell you that I am so, I get so excited to direct because uh, I feel like it's a process of putting others in a slingshot and, and, and soaring them to their, their best potential, you know? That I've spent years and years, as you know, in the rehearsal hall as an actor. You know, I've done all but six of Shakespeare's plays. I've done all the comedies four or five times. Um, and when you just spend that much time listening to them, you learn a thing or two. And so now as a director, I feel like I finally have enough in my toolkit to sort of um, have something to say about the plays, I think, as it relates to either current political climate or what my children see through the lens of our collective work um, or how we connect to a community. And that you don't quite get that as an actor, you know? And so I, that, that thrills me as a director. And um, the reason I really tipped into directing a bit more than acting is because what I realized over time is that my favorite part of being in our work is the process. And that, that ends a bit when you're an actor. Product takes over, and then it's about the main maintenance of, of what you've created as opposed to the continuation of, some, of creating something. There's still some of that as an actor, but, but not as much as, as a director. I don't look at directing as a, a, a pedestal for control or, or power. I look at it as a pedestal for empowerment of others and helping to exalt uh, others and also celebrate the keen vital intelligence of actors and how beautiful and smart and engaged and willing uh, the artists around the theater are. Thank you for listening to the Pioneer Theater Podcast for King Charles III. For tickets, call 801-581-6961 or visit our website, pioneertheater.org. This production was made possible in part by Zions Bank. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at marketing at pioneertheater.org.